Uh, Pat Fitzgerald, do you do you happen do you happen to recognize that music at all? I didn't hear any music, Mike. Oh, oh well. I was playing a little bit of the Water Boys there for you. I don't know. If... Uh, okay, thank you very much. Uh, and we go now live to Dublin, Ireland, to talk to Pat Fitzgerald. And I think we actually have a connection here, and it's it's great to talk to you. I wish, uh, as I said earlier, that uh, we were a uh, a video outlet or we were television, so that folks could see the beautiful, beautiful display behind you. However, you sent the photo of it earlier, and we're posting it right now. Uh, George, you're going to get that on. It's up. On uh, it's up on. Check out that screenshot. Uh, it's up on Twitter right now. There's a there's a photo of you, Pat, uh, standing uh, in front of the display that you created, the Chicago Bridge the Gap Garden. Uh, so congratulations on that. It's uh, Matt Matthew Barrett uh, of Chicago Parks was the designer, and Matt is here with uh, Peggy Stewart. I'm going to let you say hello to Matt and Peggy, Mike. Good morning, Mike. How are you? You know, Matt, it's, uh, it's great to talk to you again. You and I have, have not worked together in several years, but I don't know if you remember that um, we shot... I was in the conservatory shooting your pilot. That's right. We, we shot the pilot for Dig in Chicago, uh, and you were so wonderful to help us out with that, and it turned out great, and we were able to do the television show for two years, and so I appreciate that. Kind of strange to reconnect with you while I'm standing in a garden in Dublin. No, oh, you, oh, you, Gerald and Peggy Stewart, but, you know, as uh, every Chicago, you got to do it a little differently, so that's how we're going to do it today. Yeah, well, um, I'm, you guys are kind of come, you're coming and going, but I think I've got you right now. So um, um, uh, let's see if we can get Peggy in there and explain how the connection happened between uh, Pat Fitzgerald and the Chicago Park District. Well, I'll tell you how the connection to Dublin came about. It was 30 years ago. I worked with Gary Graham, who's the manager of Bloom. He kind of invented it with a group of people 10 years ago. We stayed in touch through the years, and he's created really an international sensation here in terms of this garden show, and he really wanted to showcase kind of the best of the best. So naturally, he came to Chicago to see if we might be able to put together a garden, and I do citywide culture arts and nature programming at the, at the Chicago Park District, so I had to go to the experts, and so I had to go to the conservatory staff, and they dreamed this huge skyscraper bridge up, and here we are in Dublin, and we won the gold. We won the gold for Concept Garden, so we're at, over the moon and thrilled to be here. We get, I gave you a ding on the beer dinger here for the gold. Uh, that's fabulous. chicken dinner. I like it. You know, I looked at your video online, uh, and that was quite an effort to put the bridge together because folks look at, they think about um, a garden design. And I will talk to Pat about the plants in a second. But before we get, before I get to that. Um, you guys had to construct this bridge, and it's actually two bridges. And I saw the video, and you've got these welders there and, and working with the metal. That was quite uh, a task, wasn't it? You know, it was, uh, it was. It was a very humbling experience working with structural engineers and architects and, and learning, you know, part of this process that I had never worked with before. But uh, we worked with a great company uh, in Chicago, Vector Fabrication, uh, they're located just uh, east of the conservatory, so it's just a short little uh, drive away. And they they built the bridges in a modular system, and uh, so that it would just be easy to construct here in the field in Dublin. 
and uh, it was all bolted together, and they just did a tremendous job, and they were so helpful along the way. And then, you know, we got paired up with a contracting team, Alan Smith Consultancy here in Ireland, who helped us get the bridges up. But once they were up, uh, there were definitely a lot of questions and a lot of raised eyebrows of what are the what are the boys from Chicago doing here with these giant steel, uh, you know, skyscraper roller coaster looking things. And uh, we waited until the last possible time to get the plants in. And once we got the plants in, it just softened it up and really made the whole display pop. And that would not have been possible without the help from Pat Fitzgerald. It must have been uh, quite an effort to uh, to ship that over there, uh, loading, unloading, uh, and getting it into place. Yeah. So luckily, we uh, we also have a, a, a generous uh, sponsorship from C.H. Robinson, a local logistics company, who helped us manage not only the the containers themselves, uh, but making sure they got through the ports in time. But, you know, there's something to be said about the, the story that we're trying to tell with Chicago and Dublin and the trips that, you know, so many, so many people's ancestors have made and the, the journey across the sea. Uh, it just it seemed like the right thing to do to have it fabricated in Chicago and let the, let the bridge actually make the trip, too. And it worked out great. And so C.H. Robinson helped us manage the, manage the shipment and got it through ports on time. And it showed up here in Phoenix Park, and I and I have to tell you, it was a pretty surreal moment to turn the corner and look at a garden uh, with the bridges getting constructed that you haven't seen in a month and a half. But the last time you saw them was in a, a fabrication yard in Chicago. It was really, really something. Uh, that is Matthew Barrett, who's the deputy director of conservatories for the Chicago Park District. He's there with Peggy Stewart, who's the assistant director of culture, arts, and nature. They are there. With uh, Patrick Fitzgerald, uh, who, well, he he grew the plants. Uh, I and before Pat, before we get to Pat, I just have to ask uh, one more question of both Peggy and Matthew, and um, uh, folks should know that they're standing live right now in front of this garden that they constructed in Chicago and moved to. Uh, Ireland and the plants were grown in Ireland, and it's it's it's, it's wonderful effort uh, bridging both uh, countries. And uh, they are in uh, Dublin right now, uh, and and this is where we're getting our live signal. And um, but I had to ask Peggy and Matthew, what's it like uh, from from the tourist point of view uh, to be in Dublin? Well, I have to say uh, it's been. An incredible experience. I, I was saying even before we got the gold medal that the whole experience has been the pot of gold. I mean, people from the gardeners, all the other gardeners here, incredible, really welcoming. And then the public, now that we've entered and started, we were in the fourth day of the garden show. People are loving the garden show overall, but they're really intrigued by our garden. And they keep saying, welcome, and are you having a wonderful time? And when will you be back? And they tell us the stories of Chicago, and so I don't think we would change anything. We've just had a wonderful time all the way around. Yeah, and, and I would have to say that at this point, it's 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 not a tourist, uh, you know, impression or feeling anymore because everyone here has made us feel so welcome that we just feel like regular Dubliners, and you know, we we fought morning rush <laughs> to the job site, and uh, you know, we had to deal with you know packing our lunches and getting to the job site and working hand-in-hand hand with a lot of the other gardens and designers that are here on site. But uh, all told, everyone has been incredibly supportive and kind and generous, and it's just been an incredible experience that none of us are ever going to forget. And the only adjustment that I would make is maybe you not call Patrick Fitzgerald Patrick Fitzgerald, but the Plantsman Powerhouse. 
because this <laughs> is just unbelievable. And the reaction that we're getting to the carrots of Arillo is just outstanding. People are just loving the plant. It works great in our space. And uh, I am so excited that Pat is then going to take these mother plants and have them make the journey to the United States. I mean, it just keeps the story going. It's incredible. You know, Peggy Peggy here, my, uh, Peggy uh, Malecki, who's in the studio with me, wants to know whether you're going to be able to recreate this in Chicago. You know, we had actually talked about bringing, bringing, the, uh, bringing the whole thing back. Um, originally, you know, the plan was we were going to leave it here, and then we toyed around with, with bringing it back and... Uh, I don't think that's going to be possible. Uh, there are multiple uh, multiple towns. And it ain't going home again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like at first, at first it was going to be like, there's no we? way back. Sorry. We get to take this thing, and now it's going to be a giant arm wrestle of who's going to win ah. out as the uh, as the winner to get it for their town. It's getting just a great reception. Uh, I would love to try and recreate it in some way, shape, or form back in Chicago so everybody could experience it. Uh, but the reaction has just been overwhelmingly positive, and, and everyone that has been coming to the show, as soon as they find out the backstory, mm-hmm. uh, it really means a lot to them. And so it, it's great that it's not just looking at plants but also diving into the storyline. Well, let me, let me talk to the powerhouse, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Fitzgerald, Mr. Powerhouse, uh, you you obviously uh, have uh, earned a lot of respect from uh, these folks because they know what they're doing. So uh, you must know what you're doing, too. I just go with the flow, Mike. Uh, <laughs> it's a privilege to be involved in it. And uh, uh, anybody who has relatives in the U.S. always feels connected to the U.S. And in particular, Chicago, I have some relatives out there Um certainly in the south side of Chicago and around Chicago. So um, it's a fantastic feeling to be involved in it. So the honor is all mine. Uh, well, you've got to tell us about, you know, uh, well, uh, Matt was just raving about the Carex Everillo. Um, and folks should know, uh, and, and I have all kinds of different people who listen to the show. Why don't you explain what a Carex is for uh, my listeners? I will indeed. Um Carex is a plant which I've been growing since I first founded our nursery back in 1990. And uh, it's actually Carex, Carex Oshimensis. So it's a native to Oshima and Honshu Island off Japan. And uh, we started off with an old variety called Evergold, uh, producing on our nursery when I founded it in 1990. And um, it's a plant that I've grown every year of my career. And um, back in the early to middle 2000s, I started experimenting with breeding from this variety. And now we've got a a whole concept um, from this one selection that we bred from called Evercolor. And in the Evercolor program, um, we have um, many varieties such as Everest, Eversheen, Everlime, Everoro, and Everillo is one of those varieties. So Everillo actually in the U.S. is is quite popular already, even without Matthew Barrett. It's it's already a a seller in the U.S. and it's under the Evercolor program. And I think at this stage it's in quite a few of the retail garden centers in the U.S. So it's out our breeding program. Uh Uh, Yeah, uh, from what I understand, I was seeing 
that uh, in information you sent me that uh, you sell over 2 million of these plants each year in 26 countries. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's correct, Mike. It's two, around 2 million, if not over, actually probably over it in the whole series uh, of the Evercolor series. And Everillo was released in 2011, and it's quickly becoming the, the superstar of the Evercolor program. What other kinds of plants are in the Evercolor series? Um, it's actually all Carex. Um, at the moment, it's all varieties from that original breeding program. So they're all different varieties. There's a website there, evercolorplants.com, and you'll be able to see all the descriptions of the varieties in the current program. I actually have, I've, I've put that uh, link uh, on my uh, blog, which I wrote for today's show. So folks go there, they can read uh, about the uh, Evercolor plants, and it's uh, www.evercolorplants.com. Uh, and by the way, color is spelled C-O-L-O-R. Not, there's, no, there's no U in it. No U. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, the other plant, and there's two plants in, in the bridges here. There, the first is the, uh, the Carex Everillo, and the other is the Sun Sparkler Sedum Dazzleberry, and that came from a U.S. breeder, Chris Hansen of Gar- Garden Solutions in Holland, Michigan. Tell us about that plant. Yeah, and the beauty of this project, when, when I saw the opportunity that um, a sedum was looked for, um, I just looked across Lake Michigan, and I drew the dot between Holland, Michigan, and Chicago, and uh, I said, wow, wouldn't this be really neat? And I, I think Matthew and his team thought it was a fantastic set of events that we were able to collaborate with a breeder over in Holland, Michigan. So Chris, Chris Hansen is a breeder of a series of sedum called the Sun Sparkler sedum. And this sedum is a variety called Dazzleberry. And Dazzleberry was just the color that Matthew was looking for. And it's actually a... How would you describe it, Matthew, with sea blue-green color? And it's a fantastic fit as a contrast with the Evercolor. And the fact that a fellow breeder, a fellow American breeder, was sending these um, sedum across the Atlantic at the same time as I'm sending Everillo across the Atlantic, well, we just couldn't resist. It was really the whole uh, plant side of the story complete. Uh, but as you explained to me, and by the way, folks, uh, let me explain one more time. We are talking live to Pat Fitzgerald in Dublin, Ireland, uh, at uh, the uh, Bloom in the Park, which is uh, an annual event. And it's the 10th. It's the 10th annual. So you guys must be very proud of the fact that you took gold at the 10th annual Bloom in the Park. Yeah, it's a, it's a big event for Bloom and in the history of Bloom. And to have a Chicago garden in it as well, it's, um, it's really making this 10th anniversary very, very special. Uh, as I mentioned, that's Pat Fitzgerald standing in front of the garden in uh, Bloom in the park. And Peggy Stewart is there and Matthew Barrett from the Chicago Park District. I want to get back to the, uh, the Dazzleberry, though, because one, <laughs> we, you and I talked yesterday uh, in anticipation of this. And Ireland is not exactly... The, the country you think of when you think of sedum, is it? No, and we found that out. Um, Matthew saw my face gingerly coming up here a few days before the construction, and I was a little bit worried, would we make the quality grade to 
do the garden justice, and I have to get Matthew to tell me, do the plants look good? The plants are absolutely incredible. They're full. They, uh, they're cascading over the side of the bridges like we wanted to to soften up the edges. And even though, like, to your point, uh, Mike, the you know, sedum is not something you think of when you think of Ireland, but we wanted to have a, a good representation for the plant material for Chicago and wanted something substantial, something with a kind of a steely blue look to it, uh, thinking of all not only the fact that our bridges are made of steel, but just, you know, the architecture and the, the skyscrapers that people identify with with Chicago, uh, hence the plant choice. And what Pat was able to, to produce and bring up to Phoenix Park is just second to none. Uh, Matt, Matt, maybe you can explain a little bit again, and I and I'm doing this for for all of my listeners because some people might not be as familiar with what a sedum is. Uh, perhaps you could explain why uh, it's uh, difficult to grow in Ireland. Well, uh, it retains water, <laughs> and there's a whole bunch of water here. Uh, very rarely do you experience the weather that we've been experiencing while we've been here. Um, I keep telling the joke that I can't wait to get back home and take off my watch and show the incredible tan line that I have and tell people, yeah, I got this great tan in Ireland. <laughs> it's, been, it's been 70 to 70, you know, two degrees almost every single day be, since before the show opened up until today. I, I would guess that today maybe it's topping out at 75. People are just they're just amazed. They're they're thanking the Chicagoans for bringing this weather with them, and I'll continue to let them think that we did. <laughs> <laughs> with the shorter days and uh, with the, the moisture in the air, you know, the sedum needs to dry out in between waterings. It needs good, bright light. And uh, so I knew that Pat was feeling, uh, you know, a little uh, like it was going to be a, a challenge. But, it, you know, once you meet Pat and you see the operation that he's got, and you see the way that he looks at plants and talks about the plant maintenance and management of his uh, operation, uh, you, you know you're in good hands and you don't have to worry about a thing. And, and everyone here has been commenting about both plants. And uh, there are quite a few number of people that do not recognize the sedum. They want to know what it is, um, which is good. You know, we're introducing something a little different here along with some of the artistic elements in the garden. So it's, it's something that everybody can, you know, everyone's finding something to uh, – you know, that piques their interest and they want to learn more about. And who knows, maybe Patrick can, you know, do a hybrid here and, and develop his own uh, his own sedum that's, you know, for the climate here in Ireland. A moss sedum, maybe. A moss sedum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to work. Uh, oh, a caroxidum sounds like a good idea. <laughs> but I like, the, I, I like the challenge, though, and I think you should take it up. Well, listen, uh, Peggy and Matthew and Pat – Thank you so much for making this happen today. We did it on kind of short notice, but when I saw that you were there and uh, Pat was, uh, you know, he's he's a social media fool. Uh, he knows all of this stuff. And uh, so he got us uh, Skyped up here, and uh, I'm, I'm so glad it worked. It's, uh, uh, I can hear the folks uh, behind you there, and it sounds like everybody's having a great time. There, Mike, one, one thing I wanted to mention is we did get some sponsorship from the St. Patrick's Day Committee in Chicago, and they're coming on a visit tomorrow, so we're really excited to have them here, as well as uh, Ram Recycle and R.J. O'Brien. So we really had some Chicago support. And, you know, while, while you're saying that, Peggy, I will note that I put the link to uh, your fundraiser on my website uh, so that folks can still uh, contribute to this, can't they? 
Absolutely. I really appreciate the fact that you brought that up. That's a great thing. We still have some gaps that we need to bridge in the uh, in the financial <laughs> realm. That would be absolutely fantastic. And I just have to say before we let you go, uh, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank the entire Chicago Park District for all of their help. It was, you know, from administration to trade to everyone that just lent us a hand to try and get situated and ready to come over uh, to Dublin and be able to put this show together, all the conservatory staff from both Garfield and Lincoln Park conservatories, and then here in Ireland, everyone has just been incredibly, incredibly helpful and supportive. It's been a tremendous experience, and thank you, Mike, for reaching out and covering this, because it really is a a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and and a special garden that we got to put together with a lot of different people. Well, you, you, when you get back into the States, uh, Matt, you got to come back on the show, and, and we'll chat about uh, the conservatories uh, as well. How's that? That sounds great, and I just want to give everybody the heads up to continue to check Facebook for the Garfield Park Conservatory uh, Facebook page and Twitter. We're continuing to send photos and video home when we can, and we'll be just continuing to update it so everyone can see images and video from the Garden Show. That's, that's, a, that's great advice. Can, can I just add, uh, we really did appreciate having the guys from Chicago here. They did bring more than the garden. They brought a, a really little bit of a bright piece of imagination to city art using plants. So I'm hoping that when they're gone home, even if the bridge crumbles, uh, they're leaving a mark on bloom which uh, shows how plants can be used in contemporary art because most people who see this garden really do get it and they get the connection between plants art and structure now uh and all it takes is one look at that photo and i've got the photo up uh on my blog post it is elegant it is simple um it's really a stunning design and you executed it to perfection so congratulations pat fitzgerald and Matt too. <laughs> and, and Matt too, and Peggy too, and everybody who I, I meant all of you. <laughs> okay. All right, folks. I gotta let you go. Okay. We, and Thank uh, you, Mike. Uh, Thank you. Goodbye. Safe from travels. All right, cheers. All right, cheers. Bye bye.